Uy, Bray. Yes. Register ka na ba? Well, oo, pero hindi pa. Yeah, merong vice president and president pick. Pero sa ibang candidates, lalo na sa senatorial race, hindi, hindi like, pa ako. Oh, di, yes, hindi, wala pa akong final list. Medyo lito pa ako. Nakakalito, diba? Kasi we don't know nga. Mm. Like, we're not that familiar, diba? With all the other, other things. All we know talaga, like, let's be honest naman, diba? All we know talaga is yung president vice. That's it talaga. Maybe mm-hmm. one or two senators. Kaya nga, that's what we're here today. Hello everybody, this is Highcast Exclusive. Not biased. Limits surpassed. Bringing you topics in a flash. This is Highcast. Highcast. Presents, President, Vice President, Senators. Registered nga ako, pero daming iisipin. Long! An original High News Senior Podcast. And also Spotify, powered by Anchor. So, ayun, everybody. Hello, everybody. We listen to this podcast. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon to wherever you're listening to this from. I am host RJ, joined today by host Bright. Host Bright, say hello again, please. Hello, everyone. I am host Bright. So, today, we have a very, very, very deep issue. Not really, more like deep, more like very informative, very mm-hmm. open-minded conversation today mm-hmm. about something that's happening in a few months, I think two months is happening, right? Which is mm-hmm. the elections 2022, Halalan 2022. It is a big deal. It is a very big deal. It happens every six years where we vote for our president, vice president, and another list of 12 senators for another six years. These people will be chosen as our leaders who will lead our country for the next six years. That is why it is very important that we have knowledge about who these presidentials are who are these individuals who are trying to compete for the highest positions in the country diba right yes it's very important now we have these things and especially for mm-hmm. us uh high news uh high can actually is first of a uh publication a publication news publication so as journalists we are usually if not all invested into politics um, students in senior high school, actually, so like uh, us in grade 12 or grade 11, we are turning 18 years old. And the reality is that we have, we are starting to realize that we have the responsibility. We have the, um, the chance to vote. Diba? We have the, mm-hmm. yeah. we finally have the platform. Diba? Before when we're young, sinasabi nila na, oh, you can't, you can't really say much about politics because you're too young. You're not voting. Well, now we can vote. We can have our voice heard. And the thing is, though, the problem I see is that people are sometimes not that well informed. They don't know how to assess the candidates. They don't know how yeah, to choose the qualities. Diba? And that's a problem that we want to kind of address here in a non-biased and informative way. Today's episode, Choosing the Right Leaders, is all about giving you, the viewer, insight on how to choose the right leaders. Oh, ayun, di ba? We, we got, we got wow. the title to work. Grabe, we got the title. Ang ganda ng segue mo din. Nadaan mo yun ng smoothly. Uh, Grabe ka. I love that so much. But yun, anyway, of course, as student voters, first-time voters kami ni Bri, we would yeah. like to actually bring insight from people who are... Um, a bit older than us, people who has more experience and capability to help us assess these leaders, these presidentials, mm-hmm. these senators. Yeah. We've brought in two very special guests today to help us uh, give ideas to you, the viewer, on how to vote and the things I keep saying. I keep repeating myself, but you know, it's, I'm very excited lang kasi to actually get this thing out because this is a very, very, very 
important topic, especially this uh, for this election. So without further ado, may I please first introduce our first guest. He is a graduate of Mother of Good Council Seminary, a Bachelor of Arts in Philosophy, Batch 2020. He is from Ateneo de Manila University, Loyola Schools Graduate Programs, Batch Present. And he is also currently a faculty member of the AUFIS, uh, teaching philosophy and understanding culture, society, and politics. Please welcome Sir Jevans Ed Gueco. Sir Jevans, please say hi. Yes. Hi, hello. Hi. Hello to all the listeners of Highcast. Hello, sir. Ayan, fun fact, Sir Jevs was my philosophy teacher back when I was in grade 11. Ayan. <laughs> <laughs> fun fact, ay, guys, sobrang galing magturo ni Sir Jevs. Yes, naman? I beg to disagree. I beg to disagree. Promotion. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next. Thank you very much, Sir Jevs. And for our second guest, well, he is a graduate, a cum laude graduate of the AB Communication wow. of the Angeles University Foundation in 2019. Um, listeners, let us all welcome Mr. Renz Christian Santa Maria. Hello, Po. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's such an honor. Yes, thank you very much, Po. So yeah, and these uh, these two special guests will be giving us some very good insights, assessments on what they think are the qualities of a leader, what makes good leaders in our country, or uh, in general, what makes good leaders. So yeah, but of course, let's not uh, forget we have a hashtag today. Yung hashtag para sa Haikas. Yeah, talaga yung mga inabangan ko sa Haikas. Hashtag. <laughs> to get into the conversation, de ba? So yun, yung hashtag natin mm-hmm. ngayon is hashtag botong wag sayangin. Yeah, okay. strong. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Very, very firm. I'm worried. But hashtag botong guys. Please don't waste your vote. So yon, let's get into the nitty gritty. nitty gritty. Let's get into the details of this episode. Now, let's uh, go. For the first uh, part of this uh, uh, entire topic, though, let's take a moment to admire the fact that. Uh, for the 2022 election, we've had a record amount of new voters, diba? Uh, actually, Sir Jevons, Sir Arensk, uh, yeah. Sir Jevons first, actually. Could I ask you, sir, if you are a first-time voter? Yes, I am. Very proud to be a part of the voting mass today. Okay, that's actually great. Uh, sir Arensk, how about you? First-time voter also? It's also my first time. Okay, so we have two first-time mm-hmm. voters. However, I still <laughs> believe talaga that the insight and experience that you guys will have will actually help us really uh, choose the right leaders. Nga. So actually, Sir Jez, could I ask you actually, um, what made, uh, were you a registered voter na ba before or recently lang actually uh, did you register? Actually, when I was, uh, before, I had a problem registering every time because I was inside the seminary. So when I went out, mm-hmm. it's just my time to uh, have myself registered. Pero ayun, uh, kaya nga, if I had been able to do it back then, I would have do it, done mm. it. you yes. really want to register the man, right? Like, you really want to vote, use your yes. voice, ganun? Yes, because it's our responsibility. Yes, of course, it's our responsibility. Ooh. Yes. Same thing with you, Serence, actually. Same thing with you. Yes, um, I was registered back in September 2019. And you were also pulled... Why were you... Why, why um, were you inspired to register? Like, what made you inspired to get registered? Well, it's our collective responsibility as citizens. Um, we're gonna elect a leader that should be capable of leading an entire nation. Mm. So that's what inspired me to register because I want to use my right to vote to be to have a difference in our country. Okay. Very well said. Thank you for that, uh, Bry. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm very happy since uh, as citizens of the Philippines, it is never too late talaga to register yourself in the elections. Kaya I'm really happy, especially for Sir Jeves. Um, since, ayan, first time voter, same-same tayo. Same-same tayo lahat. <laughs> same-same tayo lahat. Ayan. Pero yun, other than that, though, we had nearly almost 8 million new Filipino registered voters as of October 2021. So, this is Ooh. record-breaking. This is a huge amount of Ang new dami. voters. Ang dami. Um, and all of us here, actually, first time voting, we'll be heading to the polls on May 9. We'll be mm-hmm. dotting down who... Uh, we think should lead our country into the next six years. But yun, uh, Brian, could you do me a favor and actually highlight some importance of voting and choosing leaders? Okay, okay. Now, as Joaquin said, now, 8 million Filipinos are um, are newly registered voters. Now, this is very, very good news. This is such a good news since, ayan, um, sin, napapansin natin na a lot of people are actually understanding or getting the gist of how important um, voting really is now more than now more than ever the Philippines is in dire need of the right leaders ones who are competent and effective now uh, kung yung mga right leaders natin ay ma-elect the Filipinos lives will improve not just the Philippines but also the economy the country itself when we vote for the right leaders mananalo tayong lahat syempre it is our future we're talking about we will um we will win a chance in making our country better. Kaya everyone vote wisely and let's make sure that we choose the right leaders because this is very crucial. We deserve a better service for from those um public servants we elect and it is our right to demand for it. Kaya nga tawag sa kanila public servants uh-huh. because they serve us. They serve the public. They serve the citizens of the Philippines. Uh, ano masasabi niyo doon Sir Jevy? Ano sab- masasabi niyo doon sabi ni CJ? Mm-hmm. My best opinion, the, we we cannot really, we really cannot underestimate the power of 8 million new voters. No? Hindi natin pwede underestimate yun. And uh, this is on the ground data, my personal experience that I live with many people. Uh, I see people, no, uh, even if they're old, are really registering, special, specifically for this election. Kahit hindi sila voter for a very long time, they're, they're registering in the uh, COMELEC para lang you know, to, to really vote for this election. Mm-hmm. It shows a big impact sa atin nung election na darating. Uh, it, it's almost as if this election seems to be very, very consequential, di ba? Uh, Sir Renz, would you agree? Yes. It's very consequential. Yes, um, yeah, so yung election in 2022 is very crucial because, di ba, there's this pandemic that um, made yeah. our economy very low. So the next president should at least be able to have some economic um, background for them for these people to elevate our economy again. Yeah, of course. Actually, that's so. That's one actually key thing we should actually just note down now. Economic background, diba? They should be able. Uh, mm-hmm. Our economy has been going down due to the pandemic, and we need someone. Would you all agree, naman, diba? We need someone with an economic background who can yes. lift the Philippines back up. But yes, uh, let's get into the qualities, panaman later. But that's one key quality we should all remember. So yes. let's just focus a bit now about the. Um, let's inform our viewers specifically some ideas about the, the dates of the national and local election day. So they take place on the same day, May 9, 2022. However, I just want to add this one thing, na, which actually scares me personally, is that since due to the pandemic, right, it might be hard talaga to get everyone to the polls on May 9, diba? Would you guys agree wow. with that? Yeah. Because, like, uh, for example, uh, in America, diba, the, the situation there was, in, during their election, it took 
uh, almost a week for them to tally all the votes due to the mail-in ballots and all that uh, all those uh, delayed voters because of the pandemic do you guys think uh, Sir Jeffy do you think that something like that could happen in the Philippines where the election process could be delayed the results of course there is I, I, I hardly think uh, it will sm- flow smoothly uh, yeah I mean when you d- dictated to us uh, the details about America yes that's very mm. much likely to happen I have no doubt it could it's, it's really possible to like it's it's kind of scary so for me it's scary we really have to watch out mm-hmm. what will happen to the, in this election yeah, this is it's very crucial election like what uh, sir Ren said crucial election oh. and you know, we have to make sure that we watch on on may 9th we have to make sure we have we keep a very close eye on the polls but yeah now we go to halalan 2022 election 2022 on may 9 2022 and daming 2022 <laughs> guys but yon um the main focus on on everyone's mind actually is the presidential and vice presidential race um uh we have actually 10 presidential candidates right now. We can only vote for one of those. Nine uh, vice presidential candidates. 64 senators, senatorial candidates. We vote for 12 of those. Uh, and we have over 177 party list groups, which will actually, I would actually go into more detail later. We can only vote for one party list out of 177. Um, and I'm just going to be citing some names uh, just from the leading polls. So the top five most popular leading presidential candidates, uh, according to recent data, is Marcos, Robredo, Moreno, Pacquiao, and Lacson. So those are the five leading presidential candidates. But now, I would like to just give some note to the other branches of the government. Because one thing that I see that uh, student voters or new voters don't really uh, recognize is the importance of the legislative branch, right? Because we usually focus on the president, vice president, like Ganon. We never look at the senatorial branch. Well, in reality, the senatorial branch, the legislative branch, is a very integral part of our democracy. But let's give a brief rundown of the different branches for our viewers. So first we have the executive branch, which is the headed by the president, composed of the president, the vice president, the president's cabinet, departments, independent agencies, boards, commissions, and committees. So this branch is known, uh, carries out and enforces law. It's known as the law enforcing body. That's the executive branch. law and governance student We can find Pero, some knowledge. Yes, now let's move on to the next branch, which is the judiciary. It, um, we all know that it is headed by the Supreme Court. It is composed of a chief justice, and 14 associate justices, all appointed by the president. Now, this branch holds the power to settle issues that involve legal rights. Uh, It interprets the meaning of laws and decides if laws violate the Constitution. Now, uh, ito yung tinatawag natin yung mga korte sa Philippines. Now, they are the judiciary branch of our government. Uh, thank you for that. Now, finally, though, we have the legislative yeah. branch. So this is the one I kept uh, actually saying earlier that it's very important. Right? It concludes Congress, uh, Senate, 24 senators, and a House of Representatives with over 250 members, as well as several other agencies. So this branch, the legislative branch, is known as the lawmaking body. So we have the enforcing, the interpreting, and the making uh, the different branches of the government. So, Yun, I would actually like to ask uh, Sir Renz about this regarding the legislative branch in its importance. Do you feel that uh, it is extremely important that we vote for the uh, we vote for the right candidates in the legislative branch or should it be an afterthought? 
Of course, it's important because they're the ones in charge of making, altering, and repeating laws. So, for me, um, the person who is rightful sa legislative branch, dapat lawyer at least, hmm. may experience siya, napag-aralan niya itong laws, um, experience siya as a, law, as a lawyer. Okay, thank you for that. Uh, Sir Jevy, a, a, a question for you. Which um I I I personally think like I said that the legislative branch is the most important one. How about you? Do you think that any of the other branches are more important than the other one or do you think that they are all equally working together hand in hand? Yeah, I'd like to say it's it works hand in hand. It's mm. like a tripod, you know, when you take one away it falls, right? When you take one away it falls, but yes. this, the legislative branch will really have a big impact because uh just for the information of many There are instances when actually the Senate president can override the president's decision hmm. at dire time. So talagang kailangan mong piliin kung sino yung uupo dyan. You really have to uh, choose very well, not just the, the very names that are floating. No, You yeah. really have to choose very well the background, sabi ni Sir Renz kanina, as much as possible lawyers. If, you can, if we can recall the history of the Philippines, napakadaming lawyers, doctors, and leaders of their own fields ang nasa Senate uh, noong unang panahon ng yeah. Commonwealth Could I actually uh, ask to follow up on that? Um, sure. I'm actually not aware and I'm not sure if some viewers are aware. Is the Senate President elected by the people or by the Senate themselves? The Senate, right? No, I think the Senate President is uh, chosen by the yeah, in the government. It, was, it is dictated by the, the government. Oh, okay. It's so appointed. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, if you heard Sir Jeff's kanina, he was talking about um, that he was talking about that the Senate Um, committees can override or overrule the president's decision. And that is closely related, or that is actually related with check- checks and balances, just to inform everybody, which divides the power of the three branches of the government. Alimbawa, hmm. hindi lang president ang pinaka-powerful. Um, this, uh, the judiciary and also the legislative have also power. They can check if, like, yung president ano na bang ginagawa niya? Nagagawa niya ba yung um, git, um, duty niya as a president or sumusobra na ba siya? And they can overrule or they can, parang they can create something that would fix that and that would um, um, make the situation better. So that is checks and balances, everyone. So, ayun. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> I love these fun facts, bro. Biglang siningit lang. Hindi. They, they, these are very helpful fun facts naman talaga. Mm-hmm. Kasi, di ba? We're, we're, we're informing. I'm actually learning new things. I know checks and balances, but now I know more about it actually because I did not know much about it. And our viewers will very yes. much appreciate it. So, yun. But, yun. Thank you guys for your answers about that. So, it's very essential. To boil it all down, it's very essential to know about all these different, these three branches. So, Vote wisely, everyone. Vote wisely for yes. us. Vote wisely, please. <laughs> Now, ilan na nga ba yung time natin? Kailan ba matatapos to? Everyone, election period is equal to um, 150 days. It started on January 9, 2022. Now, if you notice on the internet, sobrang daming information about the rallies of especially the presidential candidates. Now, the presidential and vice presidential election um, is um, 90 days. And the election of the members of the Batas of Pambansa and the local elections is 45 days. While the barangay election naman is 15 days. Kaya, ayun, if may nakita ko yung nangangampanya na na maaga, <laughs> 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 
Pero ayun. Um, we just want everyone to be informed with the dates or the how long would the election would be since it's a very um, crucial process that we have to go through yes. as citizens of the country. And ayun. And with this, kagaya ng sinabi ko kanina, nag-start na yung mga presidential rallies. And um, kasabay nito, nag-start din yung mga presidential debates. Or yung mga, kahit hindi naman presidential, basta debates Debate. mm. um, of our candid- candidates. Now, I want to ask our guests, let's start with Sir Renz. I, just, I want to ask you, um, why are interviews or debates important for our candidates or, and also for the citizens or the voters? Well, for one thing, it um, allows the candidate to um, put his ideas and plans and platforms into a discerning arena where people can criticize, talk about it, and he can actually share what he what plans he has in store for the Philippines, for the country, for that matter. Debates are important because it allows all the candidates to be in the same um, the same playing field, meaning they can criticize each other, they can say things that can improve the other person's ideas. The candidates can be questioned regarding their stance. And it is a show of confidence on how sure are you to... Wh- how are, why are you confident in um, pursuing presidency or vice presidency? What plans do you have? It is a means of showing the people, these are my ideas. This is how I want my ideas to happen. So basically, parang platform siya for people to hear what he has in store. Well, this is the job interview, diba? Since they are the applicants and we are the interviewees it is our job to actually know them and through this interviews or um, debates we can actually know them kilalanin natin sila and how they how do they really care about the people uh, i was thrilled by what the, the word that uh, sir Renz used to criticize i love the word i love the word because debate is a platform because I don't know, there's a going on around, a mentality going on around that debates are just for uh, parang magsisiraan lang yung mga candidates. But actually, when when you think of it, this is, yes, kailangan talagang magsiraan yung mga candidates. We have to criticize these candidates. We have to scrutinize their, whatever they are presenting to us. No? We should be able to do that. Sabi mo nga kanina, it's a job interview. Ako, I'd like to think it's a panel, ano, it's a face-off of the thesis defense. Parang ganyan, di ba? You're presenting us something. You should be confident in presenting that thesis to us, right? So we have to criticize your paper, and we have to see if you're really confident. If your confidence is grounding, If you're confident about something really uh, substantial na magagamit natin in the society. So yeah, the debates are really important, and the the the, the most important part of it is it's critiquing. Uh, platform. Oh yes, I agree po. So, ayun. Gusto ko yung may pa-research defense. <laughs> Parang gal- galing, ang ganda naman maging panelist. <laughs> I, I do love that comparison though to a research defense, diba? Because, for example, okay. us students, diba? We are expected to, in a thesis, right? Uh, every Every one of us here who's uh, has went to a thesis defense debate where we had to defend our research. Ganun. We have to argue that these are the facts we've discovered. And uh, ma'am, sir, this is the thing that we want to present to you. Um, the fact that students do it, right, for the highest positions in the country, they should also be doing it. Diba? It's like It seems like the, I would call it personally the, um, 
the minimum requirements, right, is that they be able to show and present their platforms with the other candidates to improve, like uh, like what Servan said, diba? to help each other improve their ideas. Because actually, yung mga debates, diba? pwede naman you say one thing and then someone else will be like, wait, you can do this instead to make it better, diba? It's a sharing of ideas. It's a enhancement of ideas. You have to accept the constructive criticism to do better. And I think that's what debates do. It challenges these people who are applying for these positions to make them, um, uh, like, to make sure that they are able to respond to criticism and to respond to um, any, uh, like, to basically just respond to new ideas that they might not have had and say, okay, you know what? Your idea is better than mine. I'll accept that. Let's, Let's figure out how to uh cooperate with that precisely exactly and it is also the right of the people to hear what these people have to say the right is their right to hear their plans to clarify their platforms hmm. i mean they can say it in other platforms but in a debate now like what you said like what we all said it is the right of the people to hear what they want or what they want to do with the country and how to improve it if there's a room for improvement it's part of the process Tama, tama. I, I'm glad that all of us here though see eye to eye. Uh, Kalba, you wanna add anything though actually? Um, please prioritize watching um, interviews or debates because it is really important to know more about our candidates. And ayun, kilalanin natin sila. We have to know every one of them para malaman talaga natin kung sino yung uh, pumapasa sa interests natin, yung sa principles natin, and also kung ano nga ba, paano nga ba talaga mapapabuti ng taong to yung country natin. Uh, especially so, yung, mga, if, yung mga, at, even at least, even like, they don't have to attend every single debate, diba? That's like, kasi yung know, campaigning nga, diba? Pero at least the common yeah. debates, diba? Yung mga common like sponsored debates, Ooh, they, should, yes. they, they should go to those kasi those are the official ones nga na that will be, if I'm not mistaken, it will be broadcasted to majority of the population, diba? Compared to the other ones where um, it's not on free TV, diba? Things like mm-hmm. the Comelec debate will be broadcasted on the radio, if I'm not mistaken, on TV, on YouTube, everywhere. It will reach majority, the masses of the Filipinos. Kaya they, it's better that they attend it and they show their platform on the Comelec sponsored debates para the masses can hear it, majority of people can hear it. But, uh, but yun, honestly. I'm glad that we all see eye to eye with regards to the um, importance of debates and why we need them. Yes, and also, diba, Comelec, or um have organized the debates nga, as you have said mm-hmm. it has created sanctions for those who chose to skip it you know but yeah, uh, yeah. this includes the candidates who will not consecutively attend at um mag-attend ng isang debate will not be able to utilize the platform of comelec for their respective campaigns especially parang comelec natin sila yung nagfa-facilitate ng elections mm-hmm. it's really important na nandun yung mga ano, candidates natin and it is very crucial then to to know about them dun sa debate na yun. And with that, I would like to ask our guest. Now, I think this is, napasadahan na yung question na to, but just to clarify, we want, I would like to ask Sir Jevy and Sir Renz this question. Should participation in debates influence your vote? Siguro Sir Jevy can answer first of all. Yes, again, strongly, I believe that the participation in the debate, both of the listener and of the debaters, are very much important. Kasi syempre, you will depend on what they have in store for us all. We will be depending on that. Although, we can say, hindi, hindi naman pwede nung, kahit sinabi niya, hindi niya naman gagawin. 
Diba? It still shows you, kasi when you look at the person debating or when you look at the person uh, delivering his or her uh, thoughts, you see the attitude, the way he or she does it. No? And you see the big difference in character there. Yes, a candidate should have confidence and grit and a good platform, ready and open to be criticized. And this debate is a chance for them to be criticized, to be questioned for their ideas. And I think that's what's important in democracy, eh? to be able to be transparent with the people mm. and to be open for the people to refute whatever you have to say and for you to defend yourself and your ideas. That's what's important to democracy. I actually agree po. We have to parang give importance to our democratic principles as we try to choose kung sino yung boboto natin. Kasi kung papakinggan nila tayo, then that's good. Um, a good leader listens to his parang followers. Yung mm. Yes, yung followers niya. So yeah. let's move on actually to another part, which is a, actually another a very integral part of the, our democracy, of our republic, which I will be 100% honest, I'm not that familiar with. Kaya I'm hoping na Sir Renz and Sir Jevy, you guys could give us some insight on the party list system. Because uh, I'm actually very, uh, me I'm, personally, I'm very a bit, not, I'm confused with the party list system. How does yeah. it work? Why does it please function same. the way it is? Yep. Yes. Would you guys, uh, please try to explain to our viewers. Uh, uh, Sir Renz, would you like to start? Well, the party list system, from what I understand, and because I'm not quite familiar, um, Sir Jervy can correct me if I may make a mistake. Um, it's like a coalition of a certain um, group. Uh, they, have, they share a certain ideology. Yes, when it comes to party list, because we believe that this is a democratic country, so we, we follow a constitutional democracy. To the end, we have a constitution that we follow in this kind of democracy. So to the end, kailangan, there are also, if, democra- if democracy, as I always tell my students in UCSP, and I hope the listeners would still remember this when I say, uh, democracy is always a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Mm-hmm. If it for the people and of the people and by the people, people should be uh, in there. People should be participating there. There must be bodies and groups of people no, uh, representing common interests. Yeah. People who are the, the party lists that are elected here, no, yung mga party lists na kanilang pinag- yung mga concern na kanilang pinaglalaban ay mas maririnig mo. Alam mong mas maririnig yung mga yun kapag sila yung nandiyan. Diba? Kaya nga, those partilists, kung papansin niyo, pansinin niyo yung mga partilists, they are of different sectors mm. in the society. Yes, Kasi, it tells the people na, okay, itong partilists na ito, nakaupo, then my then my concerns will be listened to. Diba? Mas mm. mapakikin if you belong to that certain sector, kung nasa bandang ilaylayan ka ng lipunan, diba? para saan yung pinaglalaban niya? Para sa akin. You, you understand na merong naki, meron kang kasama, may nakikinig sa'yo, na nandoon din sa ibabaw okay, to lead to to direct laws or to direct uh, decisions in the government. Mm. So that's why we have this party list systems and parties. So to just summarize what you said, sir, essentially it's a uh, a party list is a group of a, a certain sector, right? A marginalized sector representing them in government. Yeah. Pero yeah, they represent different concerns. Yeah, party list representatives should be elected for a term of three years, pero you know there are hmm. no people will be people will be representing eh. Yeah, yeah. They will be representing uh, other sectors, so we ha- so we really have to uh, elect no uh, a number of people there. Okay, okay, I see. Uh, one last thing though, Sir Jeff, because you seem very knowledgeable in the party list actually, and it's actually really very insightful. Um, 
do you have any critiques on the party list system in the Philippines? Because, uh, for example, me, actually, my father, right? He tells me that he doesn't really like the party list system here. Would you um, care to enlighten everyone here why? Well, many really do- don't like the party list system. Actually, for different reasons. Mm. No, some some reasons would be, syempre, kailangan mo pumili. Hindi lahat yan maupo. Maganda lahat ng, maganda naman lahat talaga ng kinakatawa nila if you're looking at it. Mm. Right? hindi lahat yan mauubo. No? If I'm not mistaken, there are uh, at least almost 60 seats no, for the party lists. Pero they're there. No? They were there to represent certain concerns. Pero hindi lahat ng concerns nandoon. Okay. okay. Pero ang kagandahan nun, yung mga nandoon, somehow, they would feel, okay, we're listened to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... The, the the party list under which you fall, your category fall. Parang somehow, ah, medyo mahihirapan tayo dyan. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yun. Yun siguro, uh, that's one of the reasons. Pero marami, maraming reasons kung bakit magugustuhan ng party list system at hindi. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for that insight because, yun nga, actually, I'm, I know, I've learned more about it. Diba, Bri? Uh, yeah, I was clueless. I'm clueless talaga actually about party list. But now I'm not about it. Wala akong alam sa party list system. Now talaga, actually, yun. So yun. Another thing, everyone, is yun nga. Party list too really matters. Mm-hmm. Represents these groups of people, these sectors nga. So we have to vote wisely for them rin as well. We have to choose the one who represent this certain sector for three years. Um, Looking at uh the, the uh, our guide right now. One party list, there are at least 58 seats available for the party list. Uh, constitution mm-hmm. mandated 20% of the total number of seats in the House of Representatives will be for the party list. So that's actually a very big number out of the, uh, yeah. in, the in the House of Representatives. So they have the same responsibilities of a congressman. So, yun, yeah. But the thing is, though, like Sir Jevy said and reiterated, is that they represent a group talaga, and it shows that this certain group or sector of people are being represented in government. And I think that's very, very important, actually. So, yeah, thank you so very much for that, Sir Jevy, and Sir Renz, for your insights about that. And, diba, very crucial. Like, oh. yan, wala, tayo, wala tayong alam sa party list system. Kaya, yan, we have... Like since January nine, we have one fifth, uh, one hundred fifty days to know more, uh, more about this, everyone. So, kahit hanggang may oras pa, please let's familiarize ourselves, let's educate uh, ourselves, and let's inform nine. ourselves. Hanggang yes, nine please, naman. guys. Hanggang we still have the time nine. to educate ourselves. Kaya alam naman talaga natin na nothing goes through a smooth process, and so um, this also applies to the election, which is sabi ka kanina, one hundred fifty days, and. There are also factors that can affect our voters' choices in these elections. Makita natin yung uh, daming dami, dami nakapaskil na posters sa daan, uh-huh. daming-daming, uh, sobrang daming mukhang na- makikita mo sa daan habang dumadaan ka. Kalag-kala na talaga sila. Yung mga jingles, uh, ginag- lahat na. Ginagawa na talaga nila yung gust- uh, paraan nila to convince people or to be, fa- um, be known by the people. And with this, and um, one major factor is yung social media. Uh, you know, social media can really affect voters' decisions since it's a very huge platform na pwedeng paglagayan ng information which can be some which can be sometimes misleading. Kaya um ayan, a fun fact with these edited photos, fake news on social media accounts, large audience engagements and splice videos like cutting off candidates mid-sentence to make them look bad in the public. A fun fact is 
in this time of the pandemic, we are living um, to an infodemic. Now, ano nga ba yung infodemic? Uh, well, according to, to the World Health Organization, to discuss it more specifically, uh, an infodemic is too much information, including false or misleading information in digital and physical environments during a disease outbreak. So, it this is very applicable sa situation natin ngayon na sobrang daming false information, especially oh. our uh, presidential candidates na nagsispread through social media. It's really sad talaga. That mm-hmm. The Philippines, one thing I know about, Philippines is the uh, social media capital of the world. Ang daming yeah. on, nag-online na Filipino. We've, we've, we've beaten countries with over billions of people. Mm-hmm. We're only 100 million, yet we're the social media capital of the world. We are so mm-hmm. active and we are so... Uh, what's the word? We are so um, vulnerable to fake news. It's it's sad. Um, honestly, it's, it's frightening. Yeah, and with this, I would like to ask our guests: Gaano ba kalake yung impact misinformation on our on voters' decision or voters' education regarding the candidates? Well, um, speaking of fake news, this is really close to my heart because I'm an AV communication graduate. Mm-hmm. So basically, journalism is our thing. We have a code of ethics. Um. It hurts my heart now. People are saying, don't trust the media, don't trust the journalists, don't trust the newsmakers. But we have a code of ethics we abide to. Meaning, um, our license can be revoked if we say something wrong, something libelous, something that isn't truthful. So I just want to get that idea across that um, journalists have a responsibility for the truth and only for the truth. So fake news is a deliberate attempt to deliver f- false news or misleading news to stir up or intensify conflict. But usually it happens online because people have more liberty to say whatever they want, to share whatever information they see. So I think it's also our responsibility as regular citizens to scrutinize what we read. We have to make sure that um, whatever news that comes across our screens is also reported in credible news sites. So we can't really trust yung mga personal blogs, blogs, blogs lang na ganun. And I want also to reiterate that the right of speech does not extend to fake news or libelous statements. So, um, like what I said, um, fake news can manipulate the mindset of other people. Mm -hmm. So, meaning, if you keep seeing the same thing over and over again, for example, there's this um, fake news circulate, fake that is bad, fake that is libelous, that surrounds a certain candidate, the chances are there will be a echo chamber in your mind of confirmation bias na parang, um, Ay, this candidate is like this and like this and like this because it's what I've heard from in um, not credible sources. It's both. And then ng voter, okay, I will not vote for this candidate because of certain issues. But what if these issues aren't even real? Yung ganon. Mm-hmm. So sayang. Sayang yung vote mo if you would um, base your vote on news or on, on not credible sources. Sayang. Sayang na na sayang mo yung candidate na magaling naman pala. She's smart or he's smart. Or may nagawa naman pala sa bansa before sh- before they even went into politics. Like, sayang. Sayang yung opportunity to elect a good leader if you're basing your vote on fake news. That's what I have to say. And kaya I, a reminder to everyone: please stay factual and avoid political mm. turmoil because of misinformation. To just add as well, the mm-hmm. thing that they say, right? This is one common quote that I always see everywhere: is that you have mm-hmm. the right to say what you want, but you don't have the right to your own facts. 
That's one thing cool. I keep hearing always, and that's very powerful for yes. me. Yes. But yon, uh, Sir Jevy, how about you, po? Thoughts niya po about the question? Oh, I would like to, ano, to go back to history. When you look to, when we look back to history, kasi natututo tayo. Eh. Mm, I love you, that. you go back to history. Ilatag natin pa paano ba nangyari? Kasi walang social media noon. Eh. So when you go back to the age-old story of human life, meron tayong tinatawag na Stone Age, right? Yes, po. It was called Stone Age because the 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 tool that is most prevalent by that time are made of stones. Pagdating mo ng Iron Age, yung tool na pinaka-prevalent on the weapons that you use are iron, di ba? Are made of iron. Pagdating mo ng Industrialization Age, ang tools natin uh, more on machine, hmm. right? A steam engine. Now that we are in the information age, what is our weapon? Our weapon is information. Mm. So for you to destroy a country, for you to be able to wage war, you don't need to actually, uh, you don't actually need to uh, send nuclear bombs. You just have to, uh, you just have to demonize the number one source of information, which is for uh, mm-hmm. media, right? Yeah. And ayon, hindi na lang media right now bumaba ang importance ng media. Bakit? Kasi dumating yung social media, nagkaroon ng mas maraming platform ng mga tao to speak up. Diba? Social media does not even ask for your qualifications. Eh. Yeah. Kahit sino pwede magsalita dyan. Not like before, sa radyo, dapat magaling ka talagang magsalita. Sa dyaryo, dapat magaling ka talagang magsulat bago ka masama sa mga yan. Your screen. Pero pagdating sa social media, walang screening process. Diba? You're allowed to just say whatever you want to say. So the warfare is in social media right now. Wala siya sa field. Wala siya, sa mga, wala siya sa mga cavemen na naglalaban gamit ang stones. The the warfare right now is on the social media using information to invalidate one another. Diba? So we have to really be careful because whenever you step in the platform of social media, you're already participating in a ano, in a social media plat- uh, warfare. But kung minsan, kung kadarating mo lang dyan, natatangay-tangay ka lang kung saan-saan ka lang, hindi mo pa naiintindihan yung social media. Wala, madali kang, madali kang mahila. Ah, totoo pala yun. I've, I've been seeing some credible sources lately and then when I check the sources, they're banned in other countries pala. Pero ginagamit sa Philippines to prove someone else's cause. Uh, ganito pala, may mga... See, even, even, uh, ang tawag dito, even news, even articles from before, uh, they can be twisted to look like they're the truth. Ayan, in philosophy, right, TJ? Ayan. In Bray, yeah, divine philosophy. Yes, you have to be the truth is different from an opinion. I wish that would be everywhere, po, like plastered everywhere. That the truth is different from your opinion. It, it, it needs to be said more. I'd also like to add up, no, uh, Maria Reza's uh, take on this one. Yung, yung, you know, the documentary of Maria Reza, the A Thousand Small Cuts. Familiar, po, familiar, po. I haven't watched it, yes. but familiar, po. So, sabi niya doon that the democracy is being uh, killed with a thousand small cuts. And one of these cuts is cutting the media off. Yeah, just uh, if you if you want to analyze politically, if you want to see kung gusto niyo subukang hanapin kung sino yung gumagawa talaga ng hindi tama at gumagawa ng uh, nakakataot sa uh, sa society, you trace the people who demonize the media. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The root problematic in itself pero you trace the people who would try to demonize the media eh? you'll find behind those no kung sino yeah 
let's take a look back at, at one of the things I said earlier nga, where we in high cast and high news we're all student journalists we are student journalists um, and that it is people question that as student journalists why is it why are we talking about these things why are we highlighting these topics diba? and that one thing I would say is student, for student journalists it's our responsibility it's our duty to mm-hmm. essentially yes. uh, root out misinformation it is to inform fellow students regarding mm-hmm. the events po, uh, not only mm-hmm. campus events po, but the events po happening around our country local mm-hmm. news around the world po. although not all student journalists are politically aware mm-hmm. majority of them are because they feel that it is something that uh, so one thing I noticed about student journalists is that we love facts we love spreading yes. uh, the fact we love spreading truth mm-hmm. we love uh, being a source of information for people to look at and say Uh, sinabi ng ni ganito uh, he's a member of the journal, uh, campus journalist he said this he got his sources it's very interesting for student journalists to be well informed and to inform their fellow students about uh, misinformation about the truth about facts etc it has to be accurate factual and unbiased that's the one thing talaga I feel that all journalists not only student journalists all journalists should focus on is that they have to be accurate factual and biased and that Even though the public does not uh, fully trust um, news media outlets, that's actually a very big problem in the modern day, right? Like with what Sir Jevi said, where like in social media, anyone, everyone can make a blog. Anyone can yeah. um, has the ability to spread out misinformation. There's no screening process. There's no process to see that person actually has any factual information or credibility. And yet, people seem to sway towards them. Not to mention any names, but that's the truth. People sway towards what they feel, what they want to be true, rather than what is the truth. Which is really, really sad. But, yun. Yeah, and you know, guys, one fruit of misinformation is the unavoidable personal bias. Yun. But mm-hmm. however, despite this, we have to know that objectivity is a must for ano, effective journalism. Kaya, take note sa mga journalists out there. Ayan, si Sir Renz, mass communication graduate. Kaya ayun, um, we can have our opinions, but we should make sure that these opinions do not affect how we do work. Um, kagana, we have to get out. The concept of respect my opinion is not uh, applicable to uh, sa lahat ng bagay. Besides, as journalists who stand for the truth, it is expected that... Um, It is expected sa atin that our opinions or important matters should be rational and logical opinions. We have to stay factual at all times. Kaya nga, kahit hindi ka politically aware, it is still okay since you still resort to knowledge. Ganyan. And I, I also want to share this um, quote from Atom Aralio of G- uh, a GMA News Accord. He said that impartial, neutral, and balanced might describe the method of verification and investigation. But being impartial or neutral is not a core principle of journalism. The final result is never impartial or neutral because there is only one objective truth. And the truth is never neutral. Yeah. For one thing, I agree with it. You must always be on the side of truth. Every angle, or not every angle, I mean, most angles should be considered, should be reported to news, and you also have to have provide statistics of the, the any or evidence and witnesses. So, kung ano mang babalitain mo. That's to make sure na credible yung sinasabi mo. Yeah. Yes, I actually agree po. Pero, 
we can also state our opinions. However, we have to note that these opinions regarding political matters are not light at all. It is not the same with preferences on food, films, or aesthetics. Kasi they might influence a lot of people which can further affect the future of our country, which can affect the future of our lives, our livelihood, and also our economy. Kaya, ayun, in stating our opinions, it is crucial that we have to be careful in stating them. Uh, isipin talaga natin kung sino, yeah. ba, kung sino ba talagang ma-affect natin and ano ba talagang affect nito sa buhay natin. Established by the talented Yuna Baul, Happy Fits sells high-quality tops at low prices as well as crocheted alcohol bottle holders and keychains only at Happy Fits on Facebook. So, to put a stop to misinformation campaigns is difficult. Sobrang hirap niyan. And as student journalists, we can only do so much. And this is by ju- doing our duties well, being responsible, and knowing kung ano nga ba yung um, dapat natin gawin as student journalists. Well, uh, ano nga ba talaga dapat natin gawin? And this is to educate and inform our fellow students on how to combat misinformation. However, this is, hindi lang siya tumitigil doon. Um, we also have to make an impact on how to help our fellow students in making decisions and taking stand on issues. Yeah, and what can you say about this, um, host RJ? Well, about this specifically, tama nga, we have to be able to make sure that uh, to deter misinformation campaigns, it's our responsibility talaga as student journalists and as um, students who would want to spread truth is that we would try our best to prevent people from spreading false information, fake news, because it will do more harm than good for our society. Yes. Yun talaga yung sa piling ko. That's, mm-hmm. that's why I feel like it's a great responsibility nga, ba? To be a campus journalist because we are able to help influence people towards the right path. And it may not always work yeah. out, but the thing is though, we always have to try to, even if they don't listen, ba? We have to try. Even if they're very stubborn, hard-headed, matigas ulo, we have to try to push them towards the right direction, the right, as in the factual direction. Um, try to steer them towards uh, the path where they listen to truth and facts and do research and look for credible sources and not just believe uh, a YouTube video that spouts out nonsense or <laughs> a Facebook oh. blog post from a very biased uh, individual. We have to make sure that they are well-informed. That's the, that's the thing I always yes. want to say. Well-informed is the word talaga. Oh, honestly, I have a very, uh, I have a very wide platform to speak out because, of course, I'm teaching culture, society, and politics, okay. and then philosophy. Talagang pag pinagsama mo yung dalawang course na yun, that's a powerhouse for me. Anyway, uh, I can't. I, I I used to tell my students. I used to tell my students to be part of a responsible mass. No, kasi tayo dito. You have to understand. You're a part of this. You have to understand we're all a part of this or we're all in this together. Opo. Kaya nga pagdating sa sinasabi kanina na I like the quote from Atom Araw, yun, talagang he hits the mark. Kasi when you when we speak of media, sabi natin, ang daming, ang daming yung bina, uh, sinasabihang biased media. Biased media. But before we leave that off, I'm gonna have to be clear about, I want this to be clear. Everybody has a bias. Every institution has a bias. Hmm. It's always there. But we have to, uh, specifically in journalism, kagaya ninyo, you are student journalist, campus journalist, and I can relate fully well because I was also a two-year term uh, editor-in-chief in our college uh, paper. So I know full well how you should really uh, discipline the way that you write. 
Okay. Mas maraming internal problems diyan. So, oh, ito ba susulat ba natin 'to? Ito ba hindi? 'Di ba? Neutrality is oh, lagi na lang natin lahat. But you really have to take a stand. You really have to to put out to choose wisely. Hindi lahat 'yan pwedeng mong ilagay. Hindi lahat ng facts na 'yan pwedeng mong ilagay. You have to pick out very well kung alin yung mga pwede lang. You have to take a stand. Yes. And they in taking stand, I would uh I would always remember this quote from my professor. He would always say, "The only person who does not step on anybody's toes is he who is standing still." Ang nag-iisang taong nakatapak ng ibang daliri sa paa ay siyang nakatayo lang. Diba? Mm-hmm. You can't just be standing still. You have to put forward the goal, you have to put forward an aim. Diba? Because sabi nga, there's only one objective truth and it's not neutral. That is a very, very deep quote, Paul. Kudos po to your professor. Very, very well said po from your professor po. And th- thank you po for sharing that. I hope people listening to this podcast would take that quote talaga actually. Mm-hmm. Take it to heart. Ang ganda no. Ang ganda like, we should just stand. Uh, how about you, sir? Renz? Anything you'd like to add about encouraging people in general or for example you fa- uh, family right how would you encourage them against misinformation well i just want to tell them that politics affects everyone from prices to the prices of products to the quality of education that we have i can convince them to be more active by saying that their voices should be heard it's a democracy mm. it's their right and i also want to um add now we have the right to state grievances against the government So there are people who are saying na, bakit mo lagi sinisiraan yung government official na to? Bakit ganun, ganun? And they're public servants. It is our right to state our grievances if they are not doing their jobs. If they are not doing their duty. Because that's their sworn oath. They promised us this certain platform, this certain plans. So it is our right to be heard. It is our right for them to adjust to whatever we need. Whatever the people need. Very true naman po and yun nga po as yun nga po I I I, f- I wish people would people seem to like yun nga they seem to separate the politics from everything else diba sometimes yeah. kaya nga but the thing is though politics and our life they're intertwined in a way to be honest kasi yun nga price of food uh, uh, our livelihoods ganun it's all dependent on the people in our government who we voted for. Kaya it's very, very crucial, like we said, that this entire episode, the purpose of it is to choose the right leaders. <laughs> okay. But, yon next, uh, thank you for those insights uh, to you, both of you, Sir Jevs and Sir Renz, for that those insights. But, one question I'd like to bring up, actually, and it's, this is something that we and uh, Hainus, some of us, uh, we saw on Facebook, actually. It's a post, a drawing by Electro Milk, po, um, and there is a Uh, it's a drawing basically po where it shows different groups of people fishermen farmers and how the vote our votes po all of us po our votes would affect po their livelihood that like what sir and said diba our votes uh, affect how these different people uh, how their livelihoods will be it's not only us po that's one thing i would like to highlight it's not only us we may be voting for the candidate we believe in but the thing is though we have to also take into account talaga that Whatever candidate we believe in, it must not only be for ourselves, but also for the other groups of people. The farmers, the fishermen, the marginalized groups, the PWDs. We have to consider these people and ask ourselves, yeah, who are we voting for? Diba? I think there's, there are many, two ways, two main ways to answer that question. The first way is to state whatever you want uh, for a leader. Hmm. The second way is to answer it. What is needed by the society? Okay. 
Kaya tama yung sinasabi nyo kanina, you don't just choose for yourself, you choose for the others, you you take others into consideration, hindi lang ako. No? Kaya nga, we have to choose a uh, president, not just based on how am I going to benefit from this person. Hmm. Kasi ang tanong natin lagi, meron na ba ako dyan? Anong, mer- anong meron ako dyan? Anong mapapala ako dyan? But we, do- we, don't, we seldom ask the question, mapapala ng iba dyan? Anong mangyayari sa Pilipinas dyan? Hmm. And dealing with the society that is democratic, constitutionally democratic, we we have to choose a leader, no? We have to vote for leaders who will put forward democracy, who will stand by the principles of democracy. And again, we go back, sabi ko nga, simply, simply lang. It, whenever you ask what is democracy, you, you always think about it's a government of the people, by the people, for the people. Mm-hmm. If it's a government that does not allow people to criticize it, then that's not a democratic country. Perhaps yeah. that's just an elitist uh, government. Diba? If mm-hmm. we allow people to rule by name, by blood, it's not a go- it's not a democratic country. It does not give equal opportunity to people. It's just monarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it goes out of the limits of democracy. Kaya, if you want to really choose for someone, remember that we are a democratic country. We we bought that democrat that democracy with our blood, diba? Mm-hmm. Before we we've experienced the military rule from the Spanish regime to American regime and all. The Japanese regime. Tapos to political dynasties. to people who think uh hindi sila dapat questionin ng taong bayan, the people will govern, not the, those people in the government are just representatives. So whenever you're voting, you don't pick someone you vote for just because that person is uh, good, that person is uh, should be there. No, you vote for them because they represent you. They represent Mm-mm. us. Very well said. Oh, wow. um, yes, I would like to compliment what you said. Empathy should be a given thing. We should have empathy for the greater good, for the marginalized, for the people who are in the lilayan, the lowest of the low. If the basic block of the marginalized is benefited, it ripples across the other sectors. That's what I believe in. It's for the people. The government is always for the people, like what Sir Jeb said. Wow. I'm kind of shocked actually because it's so beautiful. This entire... Episode has been extremely insightful for me, and mm-hmm, personally, yes. po, as someone who's actually uh, very in love with politics, po, and what happens in our country, po, I've learned so much, po. Even though I always read the local news, I always read uh, about the facts, misinformation, stuff like that. I have learned so much, po, today, and I'm very, very thankful for both of your um, contribution, po, and your insight. It's so, so. Beautiful po. Such a beautiful contribution po. Thank you po. Ang ganda ng discussion natin. <laughs> Kinikilig ako. Ang dami. Pero, yeah, agreed. Pero yun. Now that we have reached yung final segment natin for this um long, productive, insightful episode, let us learn more about our guest. Siyempre, let's not stop learning. Hmm. Yeah, let's know more about our guest's opinions and views as they might also help us in knowing how we choose the right leaders. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, yun, so now, for our first question, what are the qualities of a leader that a leader should have before stepping into the highest office? In this uh, sense, we're looking at the presidency. What do you think are qualities that they should have? So, I believe a leader must have a strong vision for the country's future. He, is, he or she is clear about what needs to be done. Clear yung platforms niya, clear yung plans niya, clear yung stance niya on certain issues. Vision nagpatago. 
confident siya sa sarili niya, confident siya in, his, in her, abili- his or her ability to lead. They listen and allow others to be heard. Receptive siya dapat sa criticisms. Receptive sa feedbacks, welcomes, um, rebuttals, and other people who might have other ideas. Does not ignore critics, values conversations and discussions. Kasi a president ha- should be well-versed in certain issues nga. Pero not everyone is perfect. She should be able to delegate his or her tasks to other people who are experts in their fields. Allows different views to be presented. They model desired um, behaviors, holds the people's values in high esteem. Aware of their own strengths and weaknesses. Like what I said, no one is perfect. Dapat he or she would be able to um, be humble enough to delegate tasks to certain experts. And of course, for me, um, inspires and empowers the people. Um, great deals of empathy. Siyempre, crucial yung empathy kasi um, a leader is for the people. Yung mga laylayan, mga masses, mga people in the marginalized sectors, these are the people who should be on the spotlight. Unblemished record, corruption-free. So we can see sa track record niya kung may, kasal- may um, cases pa siyang in the past, may corruption issue. Because mm. that would also tell how he would, he or she would um, act in the future. Values transparency. I think this is very important. Because dapat mapakita niya sa people ko anong ginagawa niya, what, where are the taxes being allocated to. Has a history of public service even before elections. Because every president, every vice president could say promises during the election process. I can be saying that I will make the Philippines great again. But then you should be able to have track records that back it up. Mm. So, it is an assurance that promises will be kept. And that, for me, are the qualities needed for a leader to step up into power. I think I have stated it very clearly. This is a democratic country, so the leader must be by the people, of the people, and for the people. The leader should be, the, the proper leader that we should all be electing must be a leader that goes down. We've, we've been so consumed by the idea of going great and going up that we forgot the, the ones below. We forgot uh-huh. them. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's, uh, my basic uh, qualities for a leader. When you say that, Sir Jeffs, you mean like someone who's kind of grounded, right? Who can understand from a town. Yes. That's- a leader should know how to be a servant first. That's actually that's something I wish. That's what yes, I wish we would agreed. have. In a, I wish we would mm-hmm. have that in Philippine politics. For some reason, in our politics, just want to say this: in our politics, we sort of idolize politicians. For some reason, okay. we praise them so high. When in reality, they should be the ones who are serving us. They should be the ones who should be offering their blood, sweat, and tears towards the Precise. benefit of us, deba. Very well said. And Sir Renz as well. You one thing I noticed from you, Sir Renz, that track record, deba. Track record, talaga yung highlight mo out of uh, uh-huh. a leader but they have to have a very good track record uh, history in public service yes. as well as the ability mm-hmm. uh, and to accept criticism thank you both of you yes. thank you for the answers so Brian alright that's those are very good insights I actually agree with those like you know, with the clean track records and one thing that I can add is yung, they can stand up for uh, they can stand up to foreign countries that take advantage uh-huh. to mm. Philippines and I think that that would be a good trait na, uh, in order to protect the Filipino people. That would be a good trait um, para ma-preserve yung democratic country natin and yung freedom natin lahat. Ayan. Now, let, uh, moving on to the next question. 
and this has been answered for so many times kanina na, but um let's just highlight it for now the, and this is this question is for some of our peers uh, who believe that their vote would do nothing again i would like to ask you po if do you believe that um that is the responsibility of a citizen and especially of us uh, the youth who just turned 18 to vote for national elections Sigura, let's start with Sir Jeffs this time, Paul. Yes, I believe that uh, the sad reality in our lives is that we have no longer, we no longer have trust in our government. So that many people do not even want to participate. I didn't want to participate. I used to hate the politics system. But we have to realize that we have to be in this politics because it is our government. Hmm. When we say it's our government, it's not something we possess. We say it's our government because it's something that we do. It's something that we we govern on. It's our choice that matters. I would uh, I would state Levinas's claim: Whenever you do good to the others beside you, you're doing good to that person, but you're neglecting all the others. For you to be able to to do good to all the others, you have to go to politics. If there's something problematic in the politics, you go to politics. If there's something problematic in society, you go to society. Doing good is not just going doing good to the immediate others in front of us. Doing good is doing good to all the others and trying to do good to all the others, even if we can't. And that's politics for us. Well, I believe every vote matters. The youth is composed of 56% of the viable voters, according to Comedec Yata. We can make or break it. If we have collective mindset now, my singular vote doesn't matter, then no changes will happen. No changes will happen if we all have this one mindset now. My vote doesn't matter. Why should I take why should I have this hassle of going to the main nine elections? But no, if we all change starts with you. Change starts with me. Change starts with all of us. A change starts when a singular voice is amplified when it stands in a unit. That's what I believe in. Yes, I agree po. Now, um, kasi our vote may seem very small as a unit. Like, sasabihin, ititignan natin, ay, uh, isa lang yung vote ko, konti-konti lang nito. Wala, oh, walang uh, epekto to sa national elections, ganyan. But, um, we have to remember that uh, as a collective, our vote would make a difference. Kung wala yung isang vote, hindi magiging successful ang national elections. Kaya ayun, we really have to remember that our vote makes a difference. Our decision makes a difference. Mm. Our choice makes a difference. Ayan. I just want to add lang is that, yun yun, like, mm-hmm. we, I just want to reiterate especially that earlier I mentioned that I believe that 2022 election in the Philippines will be one of the most consequential elections. This election is very crucial. It's very, very, it's something that I never thought that I would be in a situation where I would be extremely terrified and hopeful at the same time for the elections. And I'm in that position now. I just want to say to everyone listening to this podcast and this thing is that yung isang boto, it matters so much to the bigger picture. And that the one vote that you will, the effort that you put on election day, right? Of going to election day, of submitting your ballot, of waiting in line, all those things. That will amount to so much, not only for you, not only for the people around us right now, not only for the different sectors in the Philippines, not even for the the middle class, lower class, and upper class right now, but for future generations. Because 
whoever whoever will be chosen to lead our country in the next six years will have a big impact on how we will continue to progress throughout the 21st century. Um, we have talked a lot. Uh, uh, we have talked about a lot of things. We have talked about the election process, um, debates, our participation, the portalist system, um, the social media platforms and its effects on the um, uh, on the elections, misinformation, mm-hmm. disinformation, and these topics are very important for us, especially in ayun nga, papalapit na napapalapit ang May 9, which is the um, 2022 national elections. Kaya kaya ibabalik at ibabalik ko talaga sa question na ibinigay natin kanina. Who are we voting for nga ba? Hmm. Who are we voting for para nga ba sa atin, para sa bansa, para sa buhay natin, para sa ekonomiya natin? We really have to think about it. And with this, um, we'll be able to align our ideals, our principles sa candidate na gusto nating iboto. Um, as a last question, syempre, hindi tayo matatapos sa questions dito. I have a question to our listeners. Um, so, to our listeners, personally, in the Philippines, who do you think embodies the qualities of a leader? And why? Now, may binigay actually yung mga um, guests natin dito. Pero, <laughs> yeah, please, to our listeners, please think about this hmm. and align them to your principles. Ayan. One last thing though, to our guests, uh, Sir Jeff and Sir Renz, one last thing. Uh, I would like to just ask you from this entire episode, one liner takeaway. Just one takeaway from the topics that we discussed today. One sentence to describe everything that we've, to sum up everything that we've uh, discussed today. Um, I just want the listeners to know to vote for a leader that represents the collective interest of the public and has proven themselves in the past. Someone we can trust to uphold the very essence of democracy. For all of you who are uh, na hanggang ngayon ay hindi nakatindig, tumindig ka at tandaan mo may titindig din sa tabi mo. And I would like to use the sentence, uh, the, the words of RJ kanina. I would like to recycle the words hope and terrified. Hope shines even brighter in the most terrifying darkness. Just remember that. Ayun, thank you very much to our special guests, Sir Jeffs and Sir Renz. Thank you very much. We appreciate so much the insight you've given us today. So much. Ang dami, di ba, Bri? Like, di ko na-expect na actually ang daming questions natin, di ba? Ang dami na-add na questions. Sobrang na-energize ako with our sharing for mm. uh, for the episode. It is very insightful. Sobrang ganda. This discussion was great, di ba? You have to go. This discussion was great. <laughs> I really hope people listen throughout this. Because like, it's such, a, it's such an important topic talaga. And I hope that more people would start uh, listening to these types of things because, uh, you know, especially with May 9 approaching, like we said, there's still time, there's still time. But yeah. we need to push talaga that this, uh, these, uh, this episode, right, gets out to the people to help inform them talaga. That's our main point talaga, inform. We held a very objective conversation today. We had we had a very objective conversation where we we gave our opinions, we gave our insights, our thoughts on what the quality leaders should have, what are our thoughts about misinformation, what are our thoughts about the elections, etc. And I'm glad that we discussed all this. I'm really glad. I'm, I keep saying it, yeah. but I'm just... It's a very <laughs> ecstatic feeling for me. I love it so much. I love these topics so much. Thank you very much, really Sir Jeffs. Thank you so much, Sir Renz. Yeah. So, Yon, uh, I guess that is it 
uh, for now, everyone. So thank you very much for, once again, thank you to our guests for their contributions and insights. Uh, thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to know more about our guests, you can reach them on their social. Sir Renz, would you like to share our social? Hi, uh, my Facebook is Christian Santamaria. You can message me anytime if you have any questions or clarifications. Uh, Sir Jeff Coyopo, any socials you'd like to promote? Uh, just my Facebook, I guess. Jevans Guatis Guyacon. If you if you like poetry and poems, I'd like to promote my uh, page uh, between the lines. Between the lines. So it's lately, but it's still functioning in the matter. Yeah. I will check it out. So yeah, uh, those things will be linked below uh, in the description. Yes. Uh, yeah, and after that, yes, don't forget to follow us on our Spotify and YouTube channels. Click nyo na rin yung notification bell to be updated with our latest episodes. If you have any questions, stories, or violent reactions, email us at highcastexclusive at gmail.com. Ayan, at kung may say ka naman about our topic for this episode, let us know using the hashtag, hashtag botongwagsayangin. Hashtag botongwagsayangin. So that's it. Stay tuned for our next episode. This is Highcast, where you hear beyond the stories.